live from my man cave in Chesapeake, Virginia, this is MLS Gone Wild. I'm your host, Blake, here to bring you the latest news, rumors, opinions, analytics, interviews, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going. Hello and welcome to MLS Gone Wild, Season 4, Episode 17. This is your host, Blake. This week's episode should be pretty short, sweet, and to the point. I will cover the two huge breaking news stories from June 13th and discuss what I learned from the three matches over this past weekend of MLS action. Let's start with the breaking news. Defending MLS Cup winning head coach Ronnie Dyla is departing New York City FC following a successful two-and-a-half-year tenure to become the manager at Belgian side Standard Liege. Dyla went 46-29-15 on his way to helping the Pigeons lift their first trophy in club history and the first major trophy in New York City professional sports in over a decade. Assistant Nick Cushing takes over as interim head coach after two and a half seasons under Dyla and seven seasons as the head coach for Manchester City women. Pretty good succession plan, that is, I'd say. New York City FC sit atop the East through a third of the season on two points per game. Let's see if Cushing and company can keep that pace and make a run at the Shield. The only team above New York City FC in the Shield race is LAFC, who bolstered their back line this afternoon. It had been rumored for a while, but nine-time Serie A champion, five-time Coppa Italia winner, and Euro 2020 winner Giorgio Chiellini joins LAFC from Juventus. The 37-year-old brings leadership, experience, knowledge, and plenty of ability left in the tank to make a difference for LAFC. He is undoubtedly one of the best defenders of his generation, and both LAFC and MLS should feel lucky to have him, not only as a player, but also as an ambassador to our beautiful game in this country. It's also worth noting that Chiellini could also be the anchor that Steve Chirundolo has been looking for to truly make the switch to a three-back system. Time will tell. Now on to this weekend's slate of games. Charlotte FC get their U.S. Open Cup revenge with a 2-0 win over the New York Red Bulls. Nashville and the Quakes played to a 0-0 draw that truly about put me to sleep. And the Revs extend their MLS unbeaten streak to 7 with a 2-1 win over the last place in the West, Sporting Kansas City. Let's get right into my seven takeaways from this past weekend of action. Number one, just 11 days after Miguel Angel Ramirez was relieved of his duties as the inaugural head coach in Charlotte FC history, the Christian Latanzio era started with a dub. The new head coach bump? Mm, Yeah, it's a thing. Three MLS coaches have been fired so far in 2022, and all three of their successors have won their first game in charge. Five days after Matias Almeida and the San Jose Earthquakes parted ways, interim head coach Alex Cavello won his first match in charge 4-3 over the Seattle Sounders. Same thing in D.C. Just three days after Hernan Lozada was fired as head coach at D.C. United, Chad Ashton led them to a 3-2 win over last year's Supporter Shield winners. History repeats itself, folks. The new coach bump in MLS is a tale as old as time. Number two. This year's first overall super draft pick, Ben Bender, has scored goals in back-to-back matches for Charlotte FC. With the goal, he increases his goal contribution total to six on the year with three goals and three assists. I didn't learn that he can score goals, though. He did it nine times in two seasons as a Maryland Turpin midfielder. What I learned about Ben Bender this week is that he is a space merchant. He has the vision to see space and the foresight to find space before it opens up. His head is on a swivel as he is constantly checking his shoulder to gauge defenders' proximity and looks to create the slightest of angles to receive a pass. Against the Red Bulls, he consistently played in the half space behind Frankie Amaya and in front of the Red Bull back line. 
To consistently find yourself in that space is to consistently put yourself in an advantageous position to undo your opponent, and he did just that for 87 minutes versus the Red Bulls. Add in his ability to play quickly on the half turn and distribute or carry the ball forward, and he is an absolute game-breaker. Ben Bender is a space merchant and the most influential player for the expansion side Charlotte FC. Number three, maybe Ben Bender was unplayable because the Red Bulls were tired? Impossible, right? Can't be. Not Gerhard Struber's guys, right? Coming into this weekend's match, the Red Bulls have been by far the most aggressive pressing side in MLS in 2022. According to StatsBomb, the Red Bulls have pressured, tackled, or fouled 32% of their opponents' pass receipts within two seconds. That stat was evident through the first 10 minutes of this past weekend's match, and then the wheels seemed to fall off for Struber's guys. My question is, is this energy drink style of play sustainable over a 34-game schedule? I don't think so. In addition to them leading the league in pressing, they only average 44% possession, which is good for 24th in the league. Sometimes you have to make the ball work for you, and I think now is that time for the New York Red Bulls. We're entering the hottest part of the season, and legs are starting to get heavy. Take your foot off the gas. Manage those pressing moments better and let the ball do some of the work. Red Bull gives you wings, but you don't always need to fly. Number four, Nashville SC continue to be good at home. How good, you ask? Well, they are unbeaten in 25 straight home matches across all competitions. They extended that streak last weekend with a nil-nil draw versus San Jose Earthquakes. The star of the show, Hani Mukhtar. Although that's to be expected, I'm very concerned about where offense is going to come from when he isn't scoring or setting up CJ Sapong. Nashville had six shots on target. Hani had four of them. Nashville's XG versus San Jose was 1.35. Hani accounted for 1.10. With Randall Leal out with an ankle injury and club record signing Ake Loba having only played 195 minutes across 14 matches, Nashville need to find Mukhtar some help. Moyle is good, but he can't be the only other attacking piece besides Hani and CJ to have multiple goals. Their defend-first mentality under Gary Smith has earned them consistent results, but that can't be sustainable for that much longer, can it? Their next chance to extend that home unbeaten streak to 26 is this weekend for Sporting Kansas City. Number five, San Jose's .55 XG versus Nashville was their lowest since interim head coach Alex Cavello took over. They were lucky to get out of Nashville with the point, and they can single-handedly thank goalkeeper JT Marcinkowski for that. He recorded five saves and bailed out a leaky San Jose backline time after time. That leaky defense has caused his goal to be peppered all season long. He has faced the most shots on target this season and has made the second most saves in the league. Hats off to you, JT. You are the real Quakes MVP. Offensively, I mentioned the low .55 XG. Their attack wasn't as dangerous vertically, and the ball seemed to progress up the field more slowly. Maybe they're trying to be more methodical than chaotic? I don't know. I want that chaos back. Give me Matias Almeida ball all night long. Number six, Buxa is gone, and so is the tactic of crossing it to the six foot three Polish striker and hoping he gets ahead on it. Just for the sake of context, I will mention that the Revs have crossed the ball 245 times this year. That's 56 more crosses than second place RSL. The Revs' new addition, Dylan Barrero, who made his full debut over the weekend, should help facilitate that change in attacking tactics. He adds a level of unpredictability and directness on either wing that the Revs have lacked so far this season. The 20-year-old Colombian has adjusted to life in MLS seamlessly, recording his first MLS assist to Gustavo Bo just 30 minutes into his full debut on a wonderfully timed and weighted ball over the top. 
Speaking of Gustavo Bo, Bruce and company are going to lean on him heavily up top. We've seen him play out wide or as a second striker, but he showed over the weekend with a goal and a shot that led to a goal that he is ready to lead the line for the Revs at least through the summer transfer window. Last but not least, number seven. Sporting Kansas City are old. Sporting Kansas City don't have a nine. It's been the same thing all season for them. At least they have Johnny Russell, though. He looks like he still cares. That's more than you can say for just about everybody else on that squad. They are dead last in the West and second to last in expected goal differential. Yikes. And those are my seven things I learned from last weekend's set of matches. This week's games start tonight as the Sounders take on Vancouver. The Revs host Orlando on Wednesday. And then we have a full slate of games this weekend. The international break is over, folks. And MLS is back. 